Hello, collective listeners. On today's episode, we have Daniel Roos of VCU. Uh, Daniel's an extremely seasoned strength and conditioning coach. Uh, I really loved our conversation. And, you know, we went in a different direction with it a little bit more because of him being in the field for 20 years is more focused on what are the lessons he's learned? What are the things that he kind of imparts to his GAs, his interns? You know, things that uh, I think our listeners really kind of hope to hear and uh, uh, learn from the most. So I really enjoyed our conversation. I think uh, you all will as well. And as always, thank you for listening. What's going on, collective listeners? On today's episode, we have Daniel Roos, the Director of Sports Performance for Men's Basketball at VCU. Daniel, thanks so much for coming on. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, Connor. I'm, you know, I'm really looking forward to this episode because we were even talking about it just before we started. Uh, I worked with Darby Rich at Texas Tech, obviously, and, uh, you know, he's got a, a select few coaches that he's always calling, uh, and you were on that list, and uh, he always spoke extremely highly of you and your program, so uh, I was just really excited to get you on and uh, get to talk to you a little bit about your process. For sure, for sure. Any Anybody that's, that's connected with Darby Rich, I'm always excited to connect with, so excited about it. Oh, yeah. Well, can we uh, just get a quick little background uh, on your kind of history and training condition and uh, what's brought you to your current position? Sure. Uh, let's see. This is my overall, this is my 11th year at VCU. Um, I did four years at the University of Texas in between that, um, in the middle of that time. Um, and, and so for the last 15 years, yeah, that's 15, I've been strictly men's basketball. Um, you know, before that I did every sport, uh, at a bunch of different places, Campbell, Marshall, UNC Pembroke. Um, and so this is overall, this is, this is year 21 of preparing college athletes for their competitive seasons. Oh man, that's, that's incredible. That's, I mean, the perfect segue into what we wanted to talk about today. Cause you know, we talked a little bit before the episode started and, you know, I think it was the goal of this was not to really talk about the journey. It was more to talk about uh, the changes that you've seen, right? Because with your experience, I've been <coughs> over 20 years, like there's obviously a massive amount of changes with how young strength and conditioning is as a field. I mean, you've been around for, I mean, a, a majority of its time and of its growth. So, I mean, I, I, I'd love to just get right into that right away. You know, like what are kind of the biggest changes you've seen within the field since you started? Uh, you know, the big, the, the biggest change in, in the field is with, especially with, with basketball is year round practice. Um, that, that is by far and away the number one thing that's changed. You know, when I started uh, here at VCU in 2009, um, at that point it was still, um, no practice in the summertime at all. Uh, so I had them unfettered access to them. It was all voluntary work, but they were here all the summer. So, so we got in a ton of work then. And the preseason was also then longer. Uh, we went until October 15th, um, with the preseason and the guys were only allowed, um, two hours on the court with coaches per week, um, which left me six of the, of the eight hours, um, to do work during that time. Um, and so once those rules started kind of changing, you know, our, our role changed a little bit, you know, from, from being the, the hammer in the summertime and the preseason. And, you know, the, at that point, all the guys could do, they could go up to the coach's offices and sit and talk with them and tell them about what they did. And, you know, 
to, to be honest, we weren't even supposed to report back what they were doing in the summertime yep. because that was voluntary work. Um, and, you know, the coaches are going to figure out what they're doing and they're going to stop by and randomly see things, you know, from time to time as, as coaches do. Um, but it was it was strictly unfettered access. And, you know, we, we talk about body changes and and, you know, lifestyle changes and the things we could impact. It, it was huge, you know. And, and so once those started changing a little bit and and I understand why, you know, uh, especially now with the transfer portal and things like that going on with it, coaches access to these players and year round practice and foreign trips and, and all kinds of stuff like that. You know, it, it, it is what it is. It's the way it is. And so the biggest thing that we can do is just control what we can control. I mean, look, schedules are going to change. Rules are going to change. And it's our job to remember they're here to play a sport, not, not be an all American weightlifter, um, and so it, it's just keeping the main thing, the main thing. And that's, that's them playing basketball at the highest level possible. Yep. And you know, I, I love exactly what you just said, because, you know, whenever recruits come in here too, I always try to remind them like, Hey, you, you didn't come here to play weights. Like I, I know that, you know, now I, like it, it gets tough for me because obviously, and I'm sure the same for you, like we've dedicated our lives to this. Like, this is what we love. And so like, obviously the weight room is going to be number one for us. But <laughs> when you think about it, it's basketball is the number one for them every single time. So it just can't be this, you know, uh, the unfettered access is exactly what we're talking about. It'd be fantastic to have it. But at the same time, that skill development piece and that playing pickup and doing all these things that are going to help them become a better basketball player are important too. Well, my lights went off in here. This is odd. <laughs> I got to move around. They're on automatic. There we go. There we go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and with those rule changes, you know, the, the other thing that's happened is is we're allowed to feed the guys more uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and things like that. Like, you know, when I first started here, you know, we were allowed to give the guys bagels with no, no spread on them. You couldn't put peanut butter on them. Um, nuts, fruits, and bagels were what we were allowed to give guys year round. Wow. And and we could also do a protein shake, but it could not be more than, it was either 20 or 30% protein. So it kind of had to be a little, uh, you know, muscle milk made a collegiate product at the time, you know, yeah. that everybody used. And, and you know, with that, it, funny story on that, when it, I get into it. So Coach Smart, Coach Shaka Smart was the head coach here at the time. And he's like, wait a minute, we can give these guys, guys nuts and bagels, but we can't give them peanut butter. We can't put peanut butter on the bagels. I was like, hey, that's the rule. I said, he said, well, you know what? At Whole Foods, they got this machine that grinds the nuts up itself. And, and, and that just makes peanut butter. So what's the difference? I said, you're right. There's none. He said, let's buy, let's buy one of those machines then. And then we'll just make peanut butter to put on it. And I said, it's a great idea. And so I went to compliance and, you know, they didn't want to spend the money for it yeah, at the time, yeah. you know. And so they're like, yeah, you, you can you can put peanut butter on the bagels. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> but that, that, that's, the, that's the different life we're living in now. Is it, you know, now like meals are unlimited and stuff. And like we have our own chef here. So yeah. like, like it's unbelievable the difference in that. So, so how I can affect these guys, you know, year round has changed from, you know, being the weights guy being the lifting guy to, to now let, let's nutritionally support these guys, especially this time of year. Like let's move these oh, yeah. guys forward in that aspect of life. 
I mean, like, and I'm just thinking about it now. Like, I've got, I've literally got maltodextrin powder on my desk, you know, that we're going to give them pre-practice today. Cherry juice for tonight. You know, like all these separate things that have kind of come up and are now, like, I mean, since I came in the field, that's been the standard. And that's been, yes. like, 100% with what you have to do. Uh, but to me, like, especially in basketball, with such a focus on body transformations, like, that's like the biggest thing, right? Is, is that, are these guys actually eating? Are they doing what they need to do? Uh, and my fiance is a dietitian as well. So like, obviously I'm going to be pushing nutrition as much as possible. You know, sure. but I'm curious, like how, how did that balance kind of work out for you where, you know, because you have less time with them, it's a little bit harder to make those body transformations, but now we're allowed to feed them more. Like what was that process look like? Yeah. It, it's just figuring out like, like with the rule changes and things like that is, is where you fit in and, and you know what are we ultimately we're, we're support staff that that's what we do you know we are going to support the head coach's vision for a sport so how can I best do that you know well well if time's taken away from me you know now I don't get to to train them as much in the summertime I don't get as much time in the preseason you know things like that well what's the biggest thing we 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 talk about all the time with these guys is recovery you know we we talk about real food hydration and sleep and being the three building blocks that we can, well, let's not just talk about it. Let's do something about it. You know, like that, that's the, the thing is, and that's, you know, where I can move this thing forward with that is, you know, aside from being just the guy in the weight room that, that talks about sets and reps, like let, let's do things outside of that. And a, a big part of that is, you, is you're figuring out too, is, is being a one sport strength coach. That's what you have to do. Like you can't yeah. just be the weights guy. You can't. Like if you are, I, I'm sorry, you're wasting you're wasting time, you're wasting resources and things like that. If I was training nine teams, sure, you know, I, and there's people who do that, you know, and I've done it before in my career, you know, and the, that's a time where you're the weight room guy. That's what you do, you know. But now with, like, with one team, yeah, I'm gonna find other ways to move the needle with these guys because that's what we do. That's how we yeah. move it forward. Well, you've been at VCU for so long as well, right? We we I mean, we talked about it and, and seeing that program progress, right? I mean, I I, didn't, I wasn't aware of the weight room. One day, Darby just calls me into his office and he was like, "You got to sit down and look at this weight room." And we just looked through the full thing. I mean, a beautiful facility, uh, let alone the practice facility in itself. Like, how did you get these changes done to advocate for these and to get to the point where you do have a private chef and, and all these resources for your players? Well. You know, number one, I'm, I'm very lucky. I don't know. I've always been lucky. <laughs> lucky my whole life. You know, I, I don't know. Work makes luck. Whatever. I, I don't know. But but I'm very lucky. It, I'm lucky I say that we have a championship administration here. And everything starts with that. Uh, if you don't have a championship administration, like, like uh, you can forget it. Maybe, maybe, you'll, maybe you'll run into some wins here and there and, you know, catch fire with a good coach here or there. But, like, if you don't have a championship administration, uh, you know, Ed McLaughlin, our athletic director, Mac Afort, my, our associate athletic director, who's, who's my supervisor, are unbelievable people, first and foremost. And, and the resources they give us and, and, you know, back to the weight room, like when we – when we went to the final four in 2011, um, we, uh, when you do that money comes into the program, you know, there, there's donors, there's things like that. And, and coach smart being who he was and being a smart guy, no pun intended was that was like, wait a minute, let's, let's sit on this and do it right. You know, instead of just jumping in and saying, let's put up four walls and, and two baskets and call it a practice facility. And so, for three years, we spent, um, you know, building on that money, 
And also the biggest thing they did is the architects, they let the coaches design the facility. Um, and so we had a big role in that. Um, and, uh, it was, it was a learning experience. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I leaned on some people who had done that before me, um, in other places. And we were kind of able to take some of the best things and best ideas and, and some missteps where other people took missteps and, and skip those and put this place together. And uh funny thing about it is we were almost done with it when Coach Smart took the job at Texas. And so I left here and never got to uh, to set foot in the, the building that I designed and helped design and, and things like that. And uh, But then, you know, in 2019, when the chance to come back here came up, I jumped at it because I, I do I love this place it's it's a really special place you know it's it's built to win and it starts with the administrators yeah it's so funny you bring that up too right because I came into Texas Tech at the time that uh John Riley left for Texas at the exact same time and he built this yep. brand brand new weight room and he didn't get to use it either you know yep. it's yep. so so crazy and then you know the different philosophies and what all equipment's there you know I, I bet it must have been nice to come back and that you know exactly everything that you wanted in there is still there yeah especially because in the in the time i was gone two of my former assistants were the head strength coach here so so luckily for me the equipment side you know didn't change a lot and how we yep. did things and things like that <laughs> so that was uh that was a plus to that that's a good deal. That's, that, that works out super well. <laughs> well, I, I kind of want to go back a little bit to these rule changes as well, because I think kind of the hot topic now is it started with baseball about the overuse injuries and, and playing year round. Uh, and, and now in basketball, it can be seen a lot with AAU. You know, I know some high school kids that are uh, training and they've been just asking questions about lifting before. And I'm like, well, how much are you playing? And I, and I see how much they play and it's constant. It never really stops. And I, I'm sure you've encountered the same process, and especially with the rule changes. What did those first couple of years look like? And then how has that progressed? Did you see more overuse injuries? Did you have to kind of change the way you looked at things? Yeah, this is, this is a topic that's very, very near and dear to my heart. Um, you know, because also I have a, I have a 16 year old son. That's, it's a pretty good athlete, you know, and an 11 year old daughter. And, and I've watched them, you know, just through the natural progression of things come up in the, the travel ball era. Yeah. Um, and you know, the, the, the recruits that we've gotten in over the past few years, you know, I mean, they've been playing AAU basketball since they were seven year round basketball, you know, and, and what happens, you know, when kids do that and, and it, look, it, it, it's not going away. We're, we're not changing that, you know, that that's the nature of, of the beast right now of, of, of parents who have a fear of missing out uh, of their child missing out on things, or, you know, it, it, it comes down to something as simple as the world's not as safe as it used to be. You know, when I grew up and you go outside and play and you play multiple sports and there, there's unstructured play and things like that, you know? So, so it, it, it's not going away and I've watched it with my own children, you know, and, and we get kids in here that have, played basketball since age six and age seven year round, you know, through various programs, travel, school ball, all of it kind of blends together. And they, they have a certain set of movement patterns, you know, because that's all they're exposed to. Um, and, and what happens when you play different sports and you, you do other things that are sometimes unstructured, like go ride a bike or, or run and things like that, is you get exposed to different movement patterns and different cultures and things like that. And you don't run into the overuse 
at the earlier age that we're running into it now. You know, we're seeing injuries on the college level, you know, with some of these Achilles tears and things like that, that usually don't happen for four or five, six, seven, eight years down the line, you know, when guys are professionals and things like that. But we're seeing it. We're seeing it. It's a, it's a, it's a part of life now and it's a part of what we're all dealing with. And so, you know, I don't know what getting out on the front side of that means, you know, um, but at the same time, basketball players, when we get them, and you know this, they they might have seen a weight room before. They might have walked past it once or twice. <laughs> maybe maybe their high school or AAU coach even took them in there once or twice and did a yep. circuit or something like that. You know, there's still an untrained population. They they still are. You know, and that's that's part of the joy of this job is getting those guys like that. You know, the difference is now we're seeing them come in here a little more broken down than than they used to be. Yep. I mean, you you just hit it right on the head. Like, I just get fired up when these guys come in because, you know, they hit one set of bicep curls and all of a sudden they're like, okay, I like this weight room a little bit. And I'm like, yeah, I know. You know, like they take their shirt off and I'm like, see, you don't, you don't look too bad, you know, and they're, they're buying into the process and it just, it just makes it more fun, you know? Uh, but it, it's just, it, it's been uh, <coughs> for me that I just noticed and uh, when I look at the injury trends and things, it is these constant movement patterns that we talk about and, and then not actually uh, go undergoing different types of movement. Right. And like, you know, I, I was football, wrestling, and track and field. And every year, you know, even though I had to make these major bodyweight changes for wrestling, I still felt good. And I never really had any type of overuse injuries because I didn't have to go to the, you know, winter practices that we had because I was wrestling. The, uh, uh, in the spring, our coach loved that I was doing track because it meant I just got to lift to do shot put, you know. And so, really, I was only playing football for about six months, and it made a massive difference uh, for me. And then the, the one side that's interesting to me too is the the tactical side as well. Like yep. you just play basketball. It, it, it I see people who play more sports are more creative, and they find different ways to play on the court. I don't know if you see the same thing. Yeah, I mean, I, as you're saying that though, I, I'm just thinking about the those movement patterns aside. How about the three different cultures of the sports you there play? You, you yeah. know, how, how about the the different approaches of coaches within those sports, you know, and, and what they do to get where they want to go, you know, how, how track and field, you know, is, is very, very much more scientific than a couple of the others you, you mentioned, you know, even at the high school level, my son runs high school track now, you know, and the, the things that they do, you know, are so different from a high school football practice and how they prepare yeah. their kids, you know, and that, that's what you were able to get and see, you know, and how that works and interacting with those different cultures and things like that. Amazing for your development. And, you know, most of the kids we get, you know, at the division one basketball just aren't going to be that way. And, you know, you bring that up and like, I always talk with other uh, coaches and and they talk about, you know, I hope to have kids in the future. Uh, And they're, and they, I had a lot of concussions. So they're always like, Oh, your, your, your kids never going to play football. And I was like, no, the one thing I wanted to do is wrestling because wrestling is the one that taught me to just not quit. You know, yep. like, it's just yep. like, and, and, and so I've noticed I come back to football every year, not that I'm like this tough guy or something, <laughs> but I see people give up a lot easier because I had, you know, some 45 year old guy, you know, with his shirt tucked into his sweatpants and was wrestled with the Bulgarians for 20 years. Like, you know, put me in the dirt every single day. It wouldn't let me, you know, he would never let me win. Like, and so it was just like th- this different culture aspect that you're talking about made a massive difference in my development as well. Uh, yep. it, it just made it so much more fun too. Uh, going into other sports because I finally didn't have to wrestle this guy for the next three months. <laughs> yep. So, yep. Well, another thing too was 
the longevity of your career. You know, uh, 20 years is uh, 20 plus years is like almost unheard of. I mean, especially for <laughs> younger strength coaches coming in the field. Like I, I was interviewing somebody for an intern position the other day. And I was just talking with her and I was like, Hey, do you want to be a strength coach? Cause like, that's all like, that's the biggest thing for me is if, if yeah. you want to be a strength coach, then we can get along and we can make things work. Uh, and she's like, yeah, I do. But you know, like I understand every, most people don't really just stay strength coaches. It's usually strength coach for four to five years and then find something else. And, and that's just like the common trend, you know, how is that longevity for you? Like, how has that lasted? How, how have you been able to maintain that and stay within the field? <laughs> I, I'm not going to blow you away with any crazy answer here. Like, it's, it's just fun. I, yep. I, I just enjoy it. I, I enjoy like the, the personality of each different team each year, the cyclical nature of college sports, you know, like, like we're going to get, we might have some guys back from this year's team next year, but the, the personality will be totally different yep. because there'll be some new ones interjected and it'll just take on a different life. And, and I love the cyclical nature of college athletics. I love the fact that we have a competitive season. You know, I, I love the fact that we play for something. I can't imagine, like, running my own gym or, or like, some of the tactical guys who just train guys year-round and things like that. I'm, I, I'm not cut out for that. I'm not. You know, so, uh, I mean, I'm 46 now. So, like, I, I don't know. My, my energy is still great for it. I'm still having a blast um, I, the, the kids keep me young. So like I, that, that's all I want to do. I, I, that's my answer to that. How do, how do I do it? It's fun to me. I get to wear yeah. gym shorts to work every day. Like, like I, 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 I wear shorts year round. I never wear a coat, like it, <laughs> it, not because I'm a strength coach and I'm tough because like, that's fun to me. I, I just, I just enjoy it. You know, like, uh, it, the rules change, you know, we, we don't have the guys as much, whatever. It doesn't matter. Like, uh, I mean, <laughs> consistency trumps intensity in this thing right now um and like i show up and i'm the same guy every day like I, i'm always going to bring some energy to these guys like i'm always going to have some young guys around me as far as gas or interns that are going to do the same thing um and that that's what we're going to present every day and, and that's a blast to me um yeah. I mean, I, I've got a I've got a graduate assistant right now that's phenomenal. I, I I'm gonna have to go back to the drawing board next year when I get a new one because he's finishing up his second year. And but like, like he makes it fun for me because he's ve he's young, he's very talented. Um, but like he wants to know how to run the connexon and learn all that and and crunch numbers and, and do all these things and stuff. And I'm like, great man, great. I I, I love having you here because I. I don't like I don't numbers at do all. That. So, no, that's awesome. I don't want to do that. You you make yep. my life better. This is this is fantastic. You know, so so but but having people who are able to share what you do, you know, I, I, that's a big thing. My my I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention my athletic trainer in that and in our field, uh, you know, underrated, underrated, not talked about thing is our relationship with the athletic trainer because of, of how close we work, yep. you know, whether it's return to play or, or on a daily basis, just with limitations with what a guy can do in the weight room or on the court, you know, like you've got to be able to work closely with that guy. And, you know, I, I've got a guy here named Josh Wall. and He is just outstanding, J just, just phenomenal. It, it, it makes it fun to go to work, you know, when you have people around you you know, that, that sharing your vision and, and we're all, you know, working toward the same thing or rowing the boat in the same direction, whatever cliche you want to use, you know, I mean, I, I'm excited talking about it, you know? 
it's just I, it's exactly like you said. It's just fun, you know. And I yeah. love it. I had an intern uh, here with me, and, and he was locked in, like wanted to be a straight coach more than anything. And so, you know, for those like, it's just a little bit easier for me to just have that fun with him, right? And then you know, like, and he uh, uh, would show up late every once in a while, like like one minute late. You know, I start messing with him. You know, like, and, and it's just fun because it's the same process I went through. And my favorite is we would have fourth quarter Fridays, you know, so it's this big deal with the women's team uh, where it's this intense workout for, you know, segmented into four quarters and then overtime. And the stuff that would happen in it sometimes, you just get to break it down with him afterwards. And I'm like, did you see her do this? You know, like, and we would just start like dying laughing. It just makes it fun every single day. And it's like, it's, you know, it's 11 o'clock on a Friday and, I, and I'm just getting to laugh in my office and just have fun because, Ultimately, it is a fun job. You're right. Like I wear, I, you know, I love the sweatpants. I wear sweatpants all the time, and, yeah. and I just get to yell every day. You know, it's just it's, <laughs> it's just the best process possible. Well, like as a, as a single sport strength coach, like you, especially in season, there, there's a lot of downtime. There's yep. there's a lot of time where we're we're waiting to do something like like films going on, like practice is coming up in an hour and stuff like that. So you spend a lot of downtime, you know, not only with your players but with the staff, yep. you know, with, with the guys you work so much closely with. And like, if you're not around good people, man, like you forget it for me. Like I'm gonna be miserable. So like that that's hugely important to me. It, you know, and I'm sure the biggest piece you mentioned the players. I'm sure the biggest piece is the relationship with the players as well. You know, what goes into your process with kind of developing those relationships with them uh year in and year out i mean yeah that that's one thing the rule changes aside that's that's never changed um you know from from day one of doing this 21 years ago to now um there's there's no there's (laughs) there's no replacement for it there's no like like you know, I, we've all heard the things like they don't care how much you know till you know how much you care, all those kind of things, yada, 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 whatever. But like, it, I don't know, maybe may, I, I think that's that's what keeps some of us doing this longer than others. Yeah. I, I think that's what kicks out some people from this profession is that piece. Uh, and if you, you can't do that, like, I, I don't know how to teach that. You know, I, I've had some great guys who've worked for me. Uh, many of whom are still in the field and some who are not. And like I could have told you on day one who's not going to be in the field and who's going to be based on their personality. You know, that's everything. That's everything. I mean, we talked before on camera, like I I don't care about sets and reps, man. I don't. I, I just don't. Like I'm going to train these guys generally. We have a general sport. There's no real plan starts or stops. The movement is chaotic. You know, it, playing time, it, it – it, is different from game to game for guys so like it's a general sport to train so like that relationship piece that's everything man like you you got to get you got to sell you got to be a used car salesman you've got (laughs) to be able to sell your product and like if you can't sell your product like you may know more than anybody in the world there's a thousand strength coaches smarter than me there's a thousand with more certifications than me. There's a thousand who who have a bigger network and can call more people. But if you can't coach your way out of a paper bag, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. It doesn't. I promise. You know, no, no. I, 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 I knew this conversation was going to be fun because I, I just feel exactly the same way. You know, and it's just so funny because we had these guys come in last year. And there was one pl- uh, specific player on the team. 
and, and he did not get along with the last straight coach. No, to no fault to either one of them, right? right. It was just these butt heads. And so everybody immediately was like, hey, how was he today? You know, about the first lift, they're asking, you know, how was he? I was like, he was good with me, you know. And then uh, and slowly, 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 I started to see some things that, you know, like it's like you can go either way on this. Like you could uh, go crazy and, and, and let yourself just get involved in this. Like, you know, like he's like, oh, I, I can't front squat. Okay, then we'll figure it out. We'll find something yeah. else because, like, I really don't care what kind of squat you're doing. Exactly. Like, I just care that you're getting stronger and you're getting better. <laughs> and it's just – it cracks me up because uh, – there was a specific incident over the summer. He was a weight loss guy this summer and we bought, I got a bunch of apple juice to make shakes and uh, it's in the back fridge. And then one day I come in and one of them is half empty. And I'm like, <laughs> I already knew, I immediately knew. So I call him, I'm looking at it, I, I FaceTime him and I hold up the, the half empty apple juice. And it's like, and he just goes, man, it just looked too good. Like, I don't know. I don't know what you, <laughs> so it's like, this is a weight loss. Guy. You could get so pissed and you could get upset yeah, 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 or you yeah. could just say like, this is the funniest shit ever. Cause yes. this guy, just doesn't, like, he's just hilarious, you know? And, and, and you're right. You're exactly, that's the way to be today in this day and age with these kids, you know, with the portal, like it ain't worth getting mad about. No, it, no. Ain't, it, it, it ain't worth taking a 10 pound plate and throwing it across the weight room. No. Like, it's, it's, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. You know, like I, I, I don't use absolutes anymore, you know, with what I do with guys. You know, when I first started, when I first got here, I was like, I'm never back squatting a basketball player. Like these long, they got these long limbs, these these long levers. You know, it just doesn't work. It just doesn't fit for me. And what a way to sell it, you know, to to recruits and they come in because they didn't want to do that either. But like, like. You know, now like like back squats a staple of my program. Now, yep, have I yep. dumbed it down, or are are we on a prime slant board with a safety bar? Absolutely, we are. You know, so I've basically turned it into a trap bar deadlift. But still, it doesn't <laughs> matter. Like, like we're still gonna do it because it works for some of my guys. Some of my guys, it doesn't work for. So we're gonna figure out what works for them. You know, we just call oh, it yeah. primary lower body now because I have like four different lifts for it. Yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> and, then, and then no, it's exactly the same. I'm like, man, front squats the only way to be. And then these guys are like. My knees hurt. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah. You know, this is uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hands. I think the bar's choking me. You know, it's like good. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> I don't know what to do with my hands. Yeah, Coach, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my wrist. You know, it's like, all right, dude, come on. <laughs> but you, know, you just have to find a way around it, right? And then, but then that's where that relationship uh, relationship piece comes in. Because, yeah. that, you know, they, they understand that, you know, like we talked about, it, it does show that care, right? And then, but it's like, ultimately, it's like, hey, this is not the biggest deal. All I care about is your development. I want to see you get better so we can find ways around it. And I want yeah. you to love the process of coming in every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. For well, sure. you know, another thing we talked <laughs> about, too, was the, the lessons you kind of learned along the way. Uh, you know, I'm interested in it selfishly, you know, for me. Right. But I think the listeners would love to hear, too. What are kind of the biggest things that stick out when you hear that? Yeah, I, I got a few, you know, and I, I spent a lot of time thinking about these last year. I, um, I, I spent a lot of time thinking about these all the time. But, uh, you know, one of the biggest ones now is like less is more in many cases. Um, like volume and intensity are, are powerful, powerful tools. Um, and making kids understand that principle can be challenging that less is more because like social media now has glamorized, you know, certain workouts and certain things. And these guys can now see what other places are doing, what other kids are doing, you know, and, and obviously as, as coaches, many of us are only going to post the really cool stuff, you know, yep. they're not going to post the nuts and bolts and, and you know, it, and now in this age of, of, 
the, the hyper use of social media and knowing what's going on. We got the transfer portal. We got NIL. You know, these guys are so connected, you know, that like sometimes their cup gets overfilled, um, you know, and, and I'm not trying to be the one as the strength and conditioning coach to overfill that cup. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's certain times of the year for overreaching, obviously, you know, we, in the summertime, we can still overreach a little bit, maybe in that preseason, maybe some people do it in the early off season too now, which I've kind of shifted to a little bit just because of the calendar. Um, but like less is more like, less is, like, like we don't need, you know, we don't need a, a, a PowerPoint lesson every day on nutrition and recovery. You know, we don't need a, a super hard workout that we saw on Instagram or something like that. You know, like like sometimes like these kids just need to talk to somebody. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that that's all. Uh, I mean, it, it's 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 not rocket science. It really is not it. With, with training basketball players, is there is there scientific principles to it? Yes, absolutely, there are. I hope there is with anything, and and I hope that's what most of our programs are based on, and not not what we see on Instagram. You know, but at the same time, like it ain't rocket science. It's not. It, it's really not. Like let's push and pull and squat and hinge and be healthy through our movements, and 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 let's go out on the court and be great basketball players. I, I love it because I started out, you know, myself, like I would give a speech at the end of every single lift. Like it was like, you know, I'm like Abraham Lincoln, like delivering, you yeah. know, like the the address at Gettysburg, you know, and then like slowly, like the, I remember the first one was like about Bob Builder even. It was like Bob builds people up around him, you know, like, and they're like just trying to make it fun. But still, it's like I'm taking an extra 10 minutes that these guys could have. Right? Yep. And then yep. now, like at the end, I'm like, all right, great lift. I'll see you guys. You know, because <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll talk to you throughout the day. I'll see you, you know, if there's things that need to be addressed, like, you know, if you need to work on hydration, we can have a quick conversation on the side. Like, but it doesn't have to be this. The weight room doesn't have to be the uh, the third classroom that they're going to yeah. for the day. Yeah. And like like that speech, there's still room for it yeah. from time to time. There really is. There's a time and place. There's a time and place for a hard, challenging workout from time to time. Things like that. But like it's not every day. It's not yeah. every day. Like they, the kids are going to tune it out. It's just the way it is. And if, if that's what your program's based on and like that, then you're, you're not going to get a lot done at the end of the day. No, absolutely <laughs> not. And <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I just, I just think back to what I used to do and just talk about what is it like the, uh, the water buffaloes or something. I can't even remember. It's like the muskox or something like that. Like, you know, like they'll circle around <laughs> the weakest members or something. Now I'm like, I, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> you know? Yep. Yep. Uh, so what other lessons? Man, it, a, a ton here, a ton. Uh, <laughs> you're never, you're never gonna make everyone happy all the time. There you go. It, it's okay. It's okay. It, it, it's impossible to do. Like, be okay with that. Be okay. Like, like you're not gonna make a shake that every guy likes yep. all the time. It's okay. You're not gonna get the right post game meal all the time. It's okay. We're gonna live. We're gonna move forward. It's fine. Let it roll off your back. You yep. know. And like, like. Be, being true to your genuine self, like you, you can't fake this. You can fake it for a day. You might even fake it for a week. But like, like when I started this, I had this vision of what a strength coach looked like, you know, and like it, it was this, you know, not not to, a football type guy, yeah, you know, because that's yeah. what that's what we knew growing up, you know, the, all yelling all the time, super intense, things like that. But like trying to be something you're not is going to wear you out. You better be yourself. You better be yourself because it's going to come out sooner or later. You know, like, and, and like our kids are the biggest BS detectors on the planet, oh, yeah. man. They can see right through it. So like, if you're not who you are, it's going to come out. They're going to see it and they're not going to buy it. 
They, you know, I get asked because I started out in football. Everybody's always like, man, you, you wish you went back to football. And I'm like, sure not. Like, I'm good here in basketball. Like, it's way more fun. I, I like, I get to be myself here, you know. And in football, yep. instead, I get to be the guy who screams all the time. It doesn't, you know, it's just like, it was just a different type of deal. And I, I, I feel myself much more fulfilled, you know, uh, in, in being able to be more of a casual and still get fun, still get rowdy every once in a while. But it's not, that'd be every day where we're chanting before we go in the weight room and all that i mean it just fits who i am better you know and that, yeah, yeah. that speaks to the longevity piece that you're talking about that's how you can go into work every single day because it. you're being exactly who you are that's it that's it and, and who i am is good enough it's yeah, good yeah. enough it's good i don't have to try it this is a back to when i started i was a graduate assistant at marshall university for john sanderson and john is the the Michigan basketball strength coach, long time, long time Michigan basketball strength coach, and he is phenomenal. He's one of my best friends in the field. We were, I was a GA for him when we were the same age. Uh, we, we were both like 25 or 26. Uh, he was the head strength coach. I was a GA. Um, and neither one of us knew what we were doing. Yeah. We didn't have a clue. The difference is John was six foot six, 240 pounds, and had played at Ohio State. You know, and like anybody who knows me, I'm five foot eight and a half on a good day, you know, 175, 180 pounds, a terrible basketball player, you know, <laughs> so like I can't be him. I am not going to be him no matter what, you know, uh, Darby, high level basketball yeah. player, you know, high level basketball player. I'm not going to be him. I guess I don't have that, you know, so, so what's my niche? What, what am I, you know, who am I, you know, so like. That, that's the biggest thing. Be, just being true to who you are because you're not going to last if you try to be somebody else. And that's what I tell all of my GAs and interns and stuff like, hey, take from me. Take from me what, what you like. You know, that's the, the beauty of going to a new job is you kind of reinvent yourself, you yeah. know, but, but don't stray too far from who you are. Cause that won't last, you know, like you can't go reproduce it. You can't, you can't go like uh, just take everything and do it exactly. But, and you know what? There's things you don't like that I do. Take it out. Get rid of it. Yep. You know, I, I, I love asking all of my guys who, who are working all around the country, like, what do you, what did you hate that I, what that did, <laughs> you know, like, and, uh, Greg, Greg Golden is the, the head strength coach at Penn state now. And he's phenomenal, um, unbelievable energy. Um, and he's like, Ruth, like when we used to do these things, we have these things called utility blocks here. They're these 70 pound blocks and I, and I love them. They're great. You can use them for anything. Yeah. Um, and, but they're a pain to move around. Uh, and, and Greg is like, I'm never buying those cause I'm never moving one of those around again in my life. It's you know? <laughs> <laughs> <Stuff> like that. <laughs> well, it's funny. You know, I'm even thinking about it from Darby, right? Cause it's a high level basketball player. We watch him <laughs> in the weight room do different things. It, it made it as as basketball specific as possible in certain areas, right? Like he would have banded, uh, guys would go for uh, slides, you know, right? And, and he would dribble to either side. And I remember I tried it one day and I, I can't dribble with my left hand. Like, you know, so like we're going to the right over and over again. And I'm like, all right, I, this can't happen. It's just, it's just not going to be me, you know? Yep. Yeah. Not going to work for you. You just not had to accept work, it. Connor. <laughs> it's not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I always say to him, I'm, I'm an insult to the game when I, you know, so I, I do my one warm up shot with the guys and then, and then I just leave the court after that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. 
Well, you know, one thing, and I think that's a big thing when I talk to other coaches too, is not taking things personal like you talked about. You're not going to make everybody happy. Uh, I've gotten better at it over the years. I still struggle with it sometimes, working with men's and women's basketball. That's the toughest part for me right now is, you know, as soon as I spend time with one, the other's like, you don't care about us, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I've gotten better at it, but it still affects me. You know, for you, was that process just – just going through it, just getting used to it, or was there anything that you kind of uh, grounded yourself with or reminded yourself through it? Yeah, like, I, you know, one of my big things over time is, is figuring this out. And you, you know, you're at a different stage in your life than I am now, you know, as far as family, you know, things like that go. And, and like, time spent in the office is, is not a badge of honor. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, when I was a young strength coach, um, and especially here early on at VCU with Coach Smart, we had a young staff. Um, any of us that had kids, they were young and things like that. And, man, we just really prided ourselves on, you know, tr- trying to be the first one here, trying to be the last one to leave. I mean, there were multiple times where I just slept in the closet of my office because yeah. um, it was dark in there because <laughs> you couldn't turn the lights off in the weight room because <laughs> because I had breakfast check in the morning time. And so, like, we would we would get off a road trip, you know, we'd get home at 1 or 2, you know, and I'd just roll the cot out in the office and get up and go to breakfast check and, like, things like that. And, like, you know, the, the more time I've done this, like, I, I didn't get it then, but, like, like, now, like, my example of being a husband and a dad for our players is more valuable to me than saying, hey, I slept in the office last night. Yeah. You know, like, like, like I, I'm not doing that. I'm not, you know, and that, that's, that's a big part of coming back here to VCU and, and it, a lot, a lot went into that. And, and I'll say a bigger thing about that is when I went to Texas from VCU, so I'd spent six years here and we had a lot of success and I went to Texas and I didn't do it with a lot of humility and I didn't do it with a lot of appreciation. Um, and, 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 you know, looking back, like, like I, I regret that. I, I regret how I approached that because, like, at, at Texas, there were some really valuable resources that I could have tapped into um, as far as strength coaches there and, and administrators and things like that. But, but at the time, like, I didn't look at it like that. I looked at it like, like, like I'm going to – I'm going to be the strength coach. I'm going to be the basketball strength coach at the University of Texas. That guy makes more than almost anybody in the country, yeah. you know? And I got there, and I took that approach, and I did that. And it turned out I didn't like it. I didn't like myself. I didn't like who I'd become. And I wasn't having as much fun with it, you know. And and, and coming back here, that was a big piece of that was like, don't don't make that mistake again. Yeah. Like, like I, I am a, I'm on support staff. This is not about me. This is not about my personal brand. This is not about like uh, let's let's be the greatest strength coach ever to walk the planet. This is about these kids here, people I work with, and things like that. And and so you know like like that that's I, I'm in a very very content place in my life, you know. And I I don't say that like the, the word content in athletics is is a bad word almost. You know, like yeah. it means I'm complacent or something like that. I, I don't mean it like that. Like, 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 I love to read. I love to get better. I love to learn things, you know, but, but, but personally and professionally, like, like my quality of life is so much greater now 
because I came here with a level of humility and appreciation for this place and what it is, you know? And so, so that, that to me is, is my biggest takeaway over, over 21 years. It's like, we, we live so much in the moment and that's part of what we, as, as athletics, we preach, you know, being in the moment, things like that. But like, you know, taking a step back sometimes and looking and seeing what you got and appreciating it, that, that's a, that's a big part for me. How did you recognize that in Texas, that you were becoming somebody that you didn't want to become? Uh, I don't know. Like I, I, I have a, I have a pretty good, pretty good sense of myself and yeah. who I am. I, I, you know, I, I love to tell these kids as college, like being comfortable in your own skin is, is a really important value. And most college kids don't have that yet, you know, rightfully so I wasn't comfortable in my own skin yeah. in college, you know? Um, but, but, like now, like I'm very comfortable in my own skin and, and I was there, but, but I didn't like, I didn't like how it felt, yeah. you know, I just didn't like who it was. And so, you know, um, recognizing that, you know, talking with my wife, you know, and with people I trust and things like that. And, you know, just, just being able to like being vulnerable, you know, like our, our, our profession prides ourselves on toughness and like you're Superman every day. And like, like you don't have to do that. You don't have to, it's okay. Like everyone goes through tough things. Like we all do, you know? So like, like I, that's made me a better strength coach that, that I can talk with kids about things I'm going through while talking about things they're going through, you know? Yeah. yeah. You know, and I love that aspect too, is you're in a position where it's an A-10 school, right? Or, you know, or uh, versus a now SEC program. And, and people would look at that. And I feel like, especially when I was younger, I was like, okay, like that's where I want to be. But now yeah. coming to somewhere like App State, right, with this historical, you know, kind of football program and, and being mm-hmm. in a place where I love the staff that I work with. I, I enjoy yep. coming in every single day. Like, and we still like my favorite part is we still get to compete. Like it's not like because we're in the Sun Belt that yeah. our games aren't intense. Like right. you know, I hate games because if we're up, I'm like, okay, we just can't go down. And if we're if we're down, I'm like, okay, now we have to get up. And then if we're way up, somebody's gonna get injured. You know, it's just too you know, like it's too intense for me sometimes. So I love it because it's it goes to show that you can be happy in a school that maybe doesn't have the exact same name, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, you can just enjoy the process of coaching. That's it, man. It's, it's, it's such a journey. Like, like the, that's the beauty of this job. And you just hit the nail on the head. You know, the games are the, 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 the thing that we work toward. I hate the games. Like, hate I, them. I, I, I would almost rather, I would almost rather sit in the locker room with a TV maybe, <laughs> yes, or, yes. Or, or maybe not, maybe just like listen to the crowd <laughs> and try to figure out what was going on. Because like, Hey, I don't know how you are, but like as a strength coach, like I like control. I like, yes, I, I, yes. I have terrific control of my room. Well, there during the games, I don't have no control. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we got, we were talking about before we start, I've got, we've got Auburn coming here and it's like yep. the first sold out crowd since, you know, like UNC came when they first opened our, oh, yeah. and like people are like, you excited? I'm like, Hell no! Like, yeah. <laughs> Hell no! Like I, I, I can't wait for Sunday at three p.m. <laughs> because yep. it's gonna be over, you know. But exactly, yep. it. There, there is no control. It's kind of just like, all right, here you go, you know. Yep, um, that's it. Well, y- you know, the other thing that I thought was interesting too, would just seeing from social media, but then also uh, all the other coaches who kind of go through your program as a GA or an intern, you know, uh, they're successful coaches in the field. 
it, it, my question for you is what are the things that you really emphasize with them uh, in, during their development <coughs> with their time with you? F- figuring out who you are, comfortable yeah. in your own skin, your personality. It's got to be you. It's got to be true. It's got to be authentic. You know, like I, I mentioned it earlier, like training for basketball was very general. Like, we, look, look, we, I, I'd say it all the time. Like, we could take these guys outside and we could do push-ups and sit-ups and we'd probably get the same results on the court. Yep. You know, we'd, we'd probably also get great gains too, you know, because they're so untrained when they get here. You know, you can do anything with them, but man, you got to sell it. You got to sell it. You got to sell it. If you oh, yeah. don't sell it and, you know, like a lot of kids want to know why we're doing something. You know, if you can't explain that, you probably shouldn't be doing it. You know, like, yep. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, don't, don't go, don't go on Instagram and just see something you like and throw it in there. It doesn't work like that. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I've done it before. And I, I got asked the question, hey, what's the reason that we're doing this? I'm like, well, you know, look cool. And I, <laughs> <laughs> thought it'd be real cool to put it in today. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I mean, but uh, I think it's exactly it. To me, the biggest thing I'm seeing is it's just not compromising on your values, you know. And yes. so I think that's something I always kind of struggled with, too, when I first started out was I didn't really understand, like, mission statements. I didn't understand, like, uh, values, you know. But they were always kind of preached by the, the older coaches who have been doing it for a long time. And then now I see it, and it's slowly starting to come to me about my process of not compromising on any of my values, understanding what my values are in general. Uh, but but that, to me, seems to be what lends to the longevity is because you know who you are and you know that you're not going to compromise on certain things. Yeah, I mean, if you take kids as, as freshmen and you teach them how to push and pull and squat and hinge and just be masters at it, just be savagely simple at it, you know, then you can progress that in any direction you want it, you know, based on the kid and based on what they want to do and based on what, what your coaches want to do with them. But like, if you don't have those foundational building blocks, like, like, forget it. Like, you know, I I see some of this stuff out there sometimes, like, I I mean, I see why you're doing it, but it looks kind of a waste of time when the kid can't, can't hold an ISO lunge, you know, like, what are we doing? Um, And I, I think it's especially important now with the transfer portal where, where, I'm going to be developing some guys that go on and play at a higher level. I might develop some that go on and play at a lower level. You're going to develop some guys that might come and play for us, yep. you know? So like, like our network as friends, you know, I spent a lot of time in Orlando this past spring with, with guys where I'm going to have guys go play for them and we're going to have guys go play for us. And, you know, the sharing of information on that, I think is critical, you know, in what they're doing. And, and I love it when I get a guy, you know, from, or on the flip side of this, Charlie Melton, who we talked about earlier at Baylor, he's got one of my kids and he's like, man, I'm just so thankful because he's come in with such a great base of training. I was like, well, I appreciate it, but he's a really good kid. So, so he, he was going to do that anyway, yeah. no matter where it was. <laughs> um, but, but, uh, you know, like, like we've got a couple kids here, you know, that transferred here and I'm really appreciative of their previous strength coaches because they came in understanding like how to move. Yep. So like, that's huge. Yeah, it's just the, the basic building blocks and then just carried from there. So, well, I, I've loved our conversation. I, I really appreciate you coming on. You know, if somebody does want to reach out to you, what would be a good uh, way to get in contact with you or what would be a good way to uh, reach out on social media, anything like that? Uh, I guess, yeah, like emails all always good on, on our website. Um, social media, 
just a challenge for me sometimes. I'm, <laughs> some, some sometimes I'm good at it. Sometimes my daughter helps me with it. Um, Coach Roos at, at Coach Roos on Twitter. Um, that'd probably be the the easiest one for me to use. Instagram's still a little bit of a mystery to me, but you know, I'll yeah. figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, we. Uh, it's funny because. I, I do. I post a lot of videos on TikTok, and I'll talk with other strength coaches. And, and Darby's the number one who makes fun of me. He goes, "It's the TikTok king," you know, <laughs> every day. And I'm like, "Yeah, I know, but you know, it, hey, it's, it's got it's open doors for me." So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, to to each his own. I will not be seeing you on TikTok. No, nope, no, nope, that's will not right. be on there. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a time waster anyway. I promise you that. So, well, thank you so much for coming on. I, I loved it, and I really appreciate it. Yeah, this was great fun, man. I appreciate it. Yes, sir.